Our scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, verses 26 through 39. As we hear the scripture, I'm going to invite you to close your eyes and imagine yourself in the story. Picture what it must have been like and what the experience must have been like as we go through it. Then they arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. But he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, what is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside, a large herd of swine was feeding. And the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine. And the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herds saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. This is a long scripture passage, but it is one that is so dramatic of a story that it, it begs to be told. It begs to be relived. So I'm going to try to do it justice by doing that briefly and then being able to get to the good part that we all like. But I think it's important for us to go through the story because this story has so much in it. The story takes place in Gentile country. Sometimes we don't realize that there was, there was regions that were more mostly Jewish or predominantly Jewish and other areas that were predominantly Gentile. And this was on the other side of the lake from Galilee, and it was on the side where the Gentiles lived. And so Jesus has taken a boat, and he's going into enemy territory. 
He's going into those other people's territory. He's getting off the boat. And you know, Jesus was used to meeting people on the road. He was used to stopping and greeting people and talking to people. But in this particular story, Jesus does not have to seek someone out. Someone seeks him out. The scripture says that the man came to him, a man from the city who had demons in him. He came to him. He headed him off at the pass before Jesus could preach, before Jesus could heal anybody, before Jesus could do any miracles or signs or wonders, before he could do any kind of thing. A man came to him and recognized Jesus, went down on the ground and spoke to him. And the scripture tells us a little bit about this man. For a long time, he had gone around with no clothes and therefore did not live at home. And he had been hanging around the cemetery. Because you know, that's a crowd that doesn't care whether you wear clothes or not. That's a crowd that's not going to criticize your crazy behavior. That's a crowd that's going to be pretty silent most of the time, let you do the talking. And so this man had been driven into the wild by these demons that were tormenting him, and the people of town had tried time and time again to help him. The scripture tells us that at times they had even gotten stuff and bound him up, tied him up tight, got him really bound, put somebody to watch over him, and said, okay, now we got him, only to find that he would break the chains and take off into the wild and strip once more of all his clothes. By the way, that's the reason I don't Google images for this presentation. You get all kinds of weird stuff. I did it once, never again. You see, this man, this man was used to being bound spiritually, but the scripture tells us he was even bound physically at times. The people in town really wanted to help him. It was also self-preservation for them because the scripture says that he was so tormented that he was a wreck. And in the, in the town, you, 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 you can almost imagine, everybody probably knew him as the naked crazy guy. No clothes, little crazy Stay away from him. And this is the description of the man. He had been through so much, and, and he probably had one of the most lonesome experiences of life that we can imagine. No family close to him because nobody could deal with his, his situation. Nobody in town wanted to be around him, and the demon actually drove him into the wild all the time, probably even to hurt himself and torment him. And this man falls down before Jesus before he ever does anything as he's getting off the boat and shouts at the top of his voice. I want you to hear this. Shouts at the top of his voice. What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. Now, was it the spirits in him speaking, or was it the man? Had he had enough torment in his life, 
and was afraid that Jesus' presence would increase that torment? Or was it the spirits within him crying out, recognizing who Jesus was, going, oh, what are you going to do here with us? What are you going to do with us? Am I the only one that finds it ironic that if it was the demons, they were asking Jesus not to torment them, but they had been tormenting the man all this time? Do not torment us. You see, the scripture tells us Jesus had already commanded that the spirits had to go. Basically, Jesus had already put the key into the lock to set this man free. It wasn't a question of whether the man would be set free, but the nature in which it would take place, how it would happen, and what would happen to those spirits that were tormenting the man. And Jesus asked the spirit, what is your name? And it responded, legion. For many demons, we are told, had entered him. And they begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. You know, the question and answer reveals a lot to us. First of all, Jesus has no limit to his authority and territory. For Jesus, there isn't a my territory and their territory. It's all his territory. When he comes to this region, he has the same authority and the same power that he has everywhere else. And the demons recognize that. In the spiritual sense, we know that Jesus was recognized in Scripture by evil spirits more than anybody else. They always knew who he was and the authority that he had. So when Jesus asked the, the spirit for its name, I don't know why, but I immediately went to a traffic stop. When the cop comes next to your car with the dark sunglasses and taps on your window and goes, License and registration. It was almost like Jesus was saying, okay, do you know what you did wrong? Tormenting this man. Do you know what you did wrong? License and registration, tell me your name. And you know, when the cop taps on your window and asks you for license and registration, what do you do? License and registration. And the evil spirit knew that, immediately responded with its name and said who it was, legion, because many demons were inside the man. But to me, basically, Jesus was pulling over this demon and saying, your time with this man is over. Your time with this man is over. I'm about to set him free. And the scripture tells us that the demon then asked for Jesus to grant it to be sent into the swine instead of sent to the abyss. Now, if you look at this on the Bible dictionary, you'll find all kinds of definitions for it. Some are Hades, like hell, send them back to hell. Or a void, a place of nothingness, where nothing exists. In others, it appears as equivalent to Sheol, which was the Jewish term. But there's all these definitions. But the point is, this evil spirit is asking Jesus to have mercy and not to send it to the abyss. 
And you know what? If it was me, I would have been like, nope, abyss for you. You're gone to the abyss, sorry. But Jesus is so merciful that the scripture says that he heard the request and then gave permission for these evil spirits to leave the man and go into the swine. And do you realize they had to ask permission to even enter pigs? They had to ask permission because Jesus had already uttered the words that they were going to be gone. And the only question was, where is he going to send them? Jesus has more mercy than I do. I can tell you that right now. He, send, he says, okay, fine. You have permission. Go ahead. And the scripture says that they left the man and entered that whole herd of swine that was right there on the hillside. And when the herd received that, those spirits, they were so tormented that they ran over the cliff and drowned themselves in the lake. Now, I want you to think about that. These spirits were so terrible, so tormenting, that a whole herd of swine could not handle what one man was holding without wanting to kill itself and to end itself because of the torment. And when the swine herd saw what had happened, they ran off to town to tell everybody you know what, what they call that? They call that job security. Because they were responsible for the, for the swine. And their whole herd just died. And they wanted to make sure that everybody knew that that guy did it, that Jesus did it. It wasn't us. We didn't cause this. It was Jesus. And unknowingly, they became evangelists for Jesus Christ. They went to everybody and said, hey, Jesus did this. It wasn't us. He cast that spirit out of the man into the swine. They went over. They died. And before you know it, they are becoming evangelists for Jesus. Isn't it amazing how Jesus can use anyone to bring his good news? And the scripture says that they went to everybody. And you know, when you hear a story, you always wonder if they're embellishing, if people are adding a little bit to it. You mean naked crazy guy? Is well? I don't believe that. You've got to be exaggerating. We've tied him up numerous times. And he still got away. And you know what happened? Everybody in that region, they all knew of him. They all had to come out to see if it was true. They couldn't help themselves but come. And the scripture says that when everybody arrived, they saw that the story that had been told was true. They found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus. Clothed on, plus. Mind correct, plus. Sitting at the feet of Jesus, plus. And so can you imagine this man that they had seen running around naked, crazy, sitting in his right mind, at the feet of Jesus. The scripture really points to a lesson on deliverance for us. When Jesus frees you from something, don't immediately take off and run. Sit 
at the feet of Jesus and soak him in. Sit at the feet of Jesus and strengthen yourself. Sit at the feet of Jesus and learn how to remain free in Christ. Sit at the feet of Jesus and let him direct your next step. Sometimes people get freed from stuff and they go out running and they forget to strengthen themselves for what might come next. The man was there at the feet of Jesus, soaking it in, taking it in. We all need Jesus' time at the feet. We all need that time to be at the feet of Jesus, listening to him and learning from him and being inspired by him. The man from whom the demons had gone begged, begged Jesus to go with him because the people of the town, in a terrible twist, saw what Jesus had done and asked him to leave. They said, we don't want whatever you got. We don't want it in our town. You just killed a whole herd of swine. Never mind that you just freed this man from this demon. We, we don't want that scary stuff you did. We couldn't do that over all these years and you did it in one day. We don't, we don't want that kind over here. You take that to the next town. You go. And Jesus, you know, Jesus is so courteous. And the scripture says he just decided to get on the boat and leave. And the man that had been freed from all these demons was like, guys, 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 I just got freed. Anybody see that I'm closed? And in my right mind... And he begged Jesus, take me with you. I'm, I want to go with you. I want to be with you everywhere you go because you have done something nobody else could do for me. And in a shocking twist, Jesus turned the man down and said no. You see, Jesus was no longer welcome in that region to continue to proclaim the word of God. He was sent away from there by the people who were afraid. But the man that was healed was from that region. And they couldn't turn him away because he lived there. And the scripture says that Jesus told the man, you go home. You go home and you tell everybody about the deeds of God that have been done in your life. Jesus knew something that, that we miss, which is this man had the opportunity to tell his story to everybody in that region, and everybody was going to listen because they were going to know that was naked crazy guy. And they were going to want to hear the story. They were going to want to know what happened to you because last time we saw you, you had no clothes on. And you were a little crazy. And Jesus knew that sending him home was actually the best thing. The other aspect of this is that Jesus was being merciful and kind to this man because he probably had not been home for a very long time. Anybody got any crazy relatives you try to stay away from? We, we all have them. You, you can raise your hand or not, but we all have them. 
the ones that we like, yeah, I'll see you at Christmas and Thanksgiving maybe. And he was probably the one that they said, you know, don't even show up at Christmas and Thanksgiving. Just stay away. And he was going to get to go home to his family and for a change have community and for a change have a meal with those he loved and for a change go back to a regular life. And this was a gift from Jesus. Sometimes when Jesus sets us free, he sets us free to go home because he knows that home is where we will be the greatest testimony to what God has done. So Jesus sent him home. And this is so contrary to everything we hear about Jesus because he's always like, follow me, follow me, follow me. And this guy, he goes, go home, go home, go home. But it goes to show that when Jesus frees us, he always has instructions of what we are to do next. And this is why we have to be at the feet of Jesus. This man would probably retell his story over and over and over again throughout that region. And God only knows how many people heard the story and then went, I got to find this Jesus because I'm bound by something or I have something afflicting me and I need the Jesus that freed naked, crazy guy. I need that Jesus. Because if he can do it for him, and he was a terrible case, he can do it for me. Now, I want to tell you that the enemy did not want this message getting out. Because the more people claim their authority in Jesus Christ to be free from the bondage of the enemy, the less people will be available for torment by evil spirits. Hear that. The more people that claim the authority of the name of Jesus to be set spiritually free, the less people that will be available for torment. Jesus wants to set us free, and then he wants to empower us to stay free. He wants to empower us to stay free. This man got sent home, and I am sure that Jesus had a word with him about, do not worry, I have set you free. And as that song that the band sings, I have set you free, and whoever I set free stays free indeed. You're going to stay free. Because I'm sure that man was going, wait, 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 I'm going to go home without you? And Jesus said, don't worry. I have the authority. I've already said the word. The ticket has been issued. That demon is gone. And you are going to stay free. What torments you and what keeps you from being free what keeps you from ushering that freedom into your life and claiming the power of Jesus in your life? Is it anxiety, worry, depression, sickness, illness? Whatever it is, I want to tell you today that Jesus wants you to be free of that and everything else. 
that would keep you from doing his will. So today as we open the altar, I want you to bring to Jesus whatever torments you. There isn't a lock he hasn't been able to open yet. And there isn't a a bind that he hasn't been able to break. And there isn't a chain that he hasn't been able to drop. But you have to let him. And then you have to stay free. You have to claim that power of the name of Jesus to stay free and walk in that freedom that you might be able to experience the full power of Jesus Christ in your life. Claim his salvation, his healing, and his wholeness today. Don't leave with the chains that you came. Let us pray. Lord, I just thank you for this word. I thank you, O Lord, because you continue to direct us towards your freedom, Lord, towards towards your freedom to be witnesses to this world about the great deeds of God, to be able to experience community in Christ And to be able, O Lord, to just continue to be free every day in you. We ask you, O Lord, on this day that if there's anyone here that is continuing to be bound up, that today will be the day that the chains will fall, that today will be the day that freedom comes, and that they will be free indeed for good. We ask, O Lord, for illnesses to be healed. We ask for addictions to be broken. We ask, O Lord, for problems to be resolved. We ask, O Lord, for you to be the one who stills the storms in our lives. We ask all this in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. The altar is open as we continue worship.